King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map Ball is life and that's a fact And a ball is life, about that exact King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map There's a time to score and a time to assist Ain't no YN team, let the winning commence From generation to generation, game don't stop The new and old school got the game on lock it's all legendary, it's all necessary We all been all-stars before February And after that, King and Gates, after racks But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats Two basketball lovers through happenstance Built a bond that led to greatness that advanced Yes, sir Listen, they, they, they bridging the gap They bridging the gap They, they Listen, they, they, they bridging the gap They bridging the gap They, they I was on it. I was on it smooth this time. Right, right to you, KG. <laughs> hey, yeah, Lord. Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. BTG Nation. We are back. We are back. We are back. It's been a little while in between episodes. Things been busy. We've been working. And as somebody recently just told me, busy can be good. Busy can be good. And um, it has been good. It has been real good. But we here. We're ready. It's a lot to get to. We can't wait to get into it. OG, how you feeling? I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. OG, you got the HND attire on, too. That's the that's the secondary logo. They ain't seen that around. Yeah, yeah, it feels good, too. Yeah. You know, we I had some. We got some material that doesn't feel too heavy on our body. Nice and light. They got to get their sizing together. It's a little loose, loose, but that shit feel good. We one step at a time, baby. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and we on step four, right? Uh, so, look, what's funny is... Recently, some new people came to join the academy. They came and they had done some research and they was asking us. So some, you know, a lot of our parents have businesses of their own. Some of these businesses, we'd be surprised that they have, whether they jewelry makers or whatever else. So they came, they were talking to me and they were like, yeah, I noticed that you guys got a different brand than what I saw in America and Kuwait. I said, yeah, we did some. We did a little fine tuning over here. <laughs> a little bit of our flavor. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but he said, man, I love it, I love it. And so, yeah, but BTG Nation, you know what it is. Young OG, triple OG over here, live from Dubai. Yes, we're still here, it's still home. We are kicking it. Right now is the best time of the year. For the next six to seven months, it's gonna be beautiful outside. We're gonna catch the sunset, sunrise, all that, outside as much as we possibly can be. Um, but you go who mountain Dubai, who mountain the AE, you know where to check us out at. Um, we haven't been in here in a while, so we got to get some energy going. And you know, where we go to for the energy, everybody on the audio that's listening on Spotify, Amazon, Google, um, and Apple, you know what time it is. It's, 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 it's about to get serious. It's about to get, and OG, you're going to love this one. You know, I got I got an outlier kind of unexpected one for you in the tuck too, but that's for the next episode. Let's see. But this one right here. You are now tuned Maybe in to this the one right here. famous Lee Bueller. We will be here forever. Can you ready? Forever. I, I was forever, like Chris. Ever, I was ever, I was told ever. this might light the the bucket on fire. Forever. Do you understand that? Get what I'm saying. Forever. It, 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 listen, they 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 bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They they gangstar. We back in the stew. We back in the stew. 
Uh-huh. I was bumping this on the way here. Yeah. No way you'll never make it. Come with the weak shit, I break it. Step mm. into my zone, mad rhymes will stifle you. Lines like rifles go blast when I kick some ass. A lot of rappers be like one-time wonders. Couldn't say a fly rhyme if there was one right under their noses. I hate those motherfucking poses, but I'm so real to them, Man. it's scary. So many memories right here. We, we know the young bucks listening too. Go do your research, baby. Gangstar. This be so iconic. Come on. Shout out DJ Lee Bueller. Every time. I'm greater than all MCs When I breeze, give me room, please I be like fascinating when I be updating Cutting off white kids, pulling their trump cards I thump hard and make them say that I'm God Man, one of the most underrated cool. MCs of all time yeah, the Tell them the name, Coach Guru Go Google, YouTube And the other greats talk about him No double checking vocals kill like weapons But if I have to, I go all out with no mic yeah, that's right, cause I survived mad fights. And for my peeps, I truly care. Cause without some of them, Where we going next? I don't even know. You can understand what he's saying. The suckers be like playing themselves to have massive Where we going next, huh? I haven't heard the rest of it. So I'm gonna be I'm I'm hitting it all fresh just like you. This be so hard. And it's chill, too. I know I'm dope, but don't wet that. But you can hear the, the 808 bump. Just like baggy slacks, I'm crazy hip-hop. Check one, two, and you don't stop. Your head will bop when I drop my crop of pure bomb. Just like the seashore, I'm calm and wild with my monotone style. Because I don't need gimmicks. What? Give me a fly beat, and I'm all in it. Let's go. Word is born, I go on and on. For you, it's tragic. I got magic like horns. So I'ma end this lecture, and I bet you those who kick dirt in due time, I'm gonna get you. Cause I be kicking the rear while they be losing the race, trying to chase massive What year is this? 94? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Wake him up. What do you know about this, man? Hey, Lee was just in, he was just outside with Ghostface, too. Mm. Like last night. I say this every week. The DJ's got to be listening. Every week. All them new listeners, new followers we done had, for them old heads that came, because I've seen a lot of y'all at 1985 graduating class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this for you. But the thing you know best is where the gun is kept. Because in the night you'll feel fright. And at the sight of a four-fifth, I guess you just might want to do a dance or two. Because he could maybe bust you for self or with a crew. No matter if you or your brother's a star, he could pop you in jet without a getaway car. I'm telling you a story. Some might say that he's a dummy. But he's sticking you and taking all of your money. It's a daily operation. He might be loose in the park or lurking at the train station. Mad brothers know his name. So he thinks he got a little fame from the stick-up game. And while we're blaming society, he's at a party with his man. 
They got the eye and the gold chain that the next man's wearing. It looks big, but they ain't staring. Just thinking of a way and when to get the brother. They'll be long gone before the kid recovers. And back around the way, he'll have the chain on his neck. Claiming respect just, just to get, get a rap. Hey, I, I've been in a party where I had to tell one of my friends, yo, they, go, they about to rob you, Slim. Oh, you got to yeah. get out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, Slim, they, they, they whispering in the corner right now. You need to take that Cuban and get your ass in the car and go. <laughs> I've been in spots where we gotta walk in front and behind somebody with all that shit on. Like, yo, why you bring that with you? Yeah, yeah. Making us hot. We came here to have fun. We gotta watch you now all night. See, they were on the attack. And one said, yo, you wanna make this to a homicide rap? Make it fast so we can be on our way. Kick in the rings and everything. There's an art right here. The kid was nervous and flinching. It's an art. And little shorty with the three eight. That's what cats don't do these days. They don't tell stories. And we need a balance of everything. We said it last time. You had a little bit of everything. Cole can't be the only one telling stories. Right. He did it just to get a rap. But I'm hoping there's a few guys. I hope he's Drake steps it up. Now. He, he did though. Okay. He did. I gotta send you the last. Okay. He, just, he just gave six new joints. Okay. Yeah. So that was. Yeah. He, he, and they did it again together. Come on. Nice and smooth. First time. It, 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 listen. They 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 bridging the gap. They bridging the gap. They. they Definitely turn a party out right here. I don't know what KG doing. It looked like he listening to what we listening to. I hope he It do look like it though. I hope Paul Pierce didn't bring a backpack in there. Cause if he did, they in trouble. Hey, hey, I'm partying with the truth anytime. <laughs> My money ain't right to mess with him because you're going to lose your job. No cameras, just don't go live. <laughs> Y'all going to bring the sweatpants and the socks back? Yeah. We did that when we was breakdancing. So you went trip. My neighborhood. Whoa. Happy 50 year anniversary. 50 year birthday to hip hop. What we doing? Shit. What we doing? When they dip in the kick, they get sprayed. Lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. I get more props and stunts than Bruce Willis. A poet like Langston Hughes and can't lose when I cruise. Out on the expressway, leaving the bodega, I say suave. Premier's got more beats than Bond's got hate. Clips are inserted into my gun, so I can take the money, never have to run. To run. Premier's still making fire too. Yeah. I left my Philly at home. Do you, Do you have, have another? another? I want to get, get blooded, blooded, my brother. Who is that? Nice, uh, nice and smooth. Or should I say dope beat? Subtract, delete. All of the wick whack that want to be abstract, but they lack the new knack that's coming from way, way back. Hey, yo, Premier, please pass. 
ass that Buddha sack. You heard we quit? No way, bullshit. I told you before we come back with more hits. I provide right flavor so you can sketch me. Do me a favor, don't try to catch me. This feel like 90s movies. I'm not a lame. Ask him, he'll tell you the same. He knows my name, smooth. I drop jewels like paraphernalia. I'm infallible, not into failure. Like a rhinoceros, my speed is prosperous and pure knowledge expands from my esophagus. I write in the night to bring truth to the light. My dialogue is my own, cause smooth beat will never bite. bite. It really feel like everything. Jason's lyric, Google ass, Blue Jack, how to be a player. Look at everything, man. Come on. DJ Lee Bueller taking you around generations. Basement parties right here, boy. So we, hey, they got them, they got them parties right now for our young bucks. We had a wild time, right? No, sir. Yes, sir. Not in Dubai. BTG Nation. It, 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 listen, they, they, they bridging the gap. That was a they bridging the gap. They, they. That was a historic moment for you, right there. All gangstar, all gangstar. That was just for you too, OG. He said that specifically. He said that's for you. Appreciate it. BTG Nation, here we go. There, there we go. The, the cap is off. We in here. We back in action. You guys know what it is. Quick update. Who Mountain Dubai, man? As you guys know, if you've been following the pod, we have started. Coach King started with us three or four other teams. We started our own league here, our own youth league, nonprofit youth league, um, to create our own journey for the development of players. Uh, we're in its third season, second year, because the seasons go by term. So we had two seasons last year. Yep. This is third season, but the second year of it. Um, and we have some updates. We're going into the playoffs this coming weekend. So after this is dropped, the playoffs will probably be over. But we can at least let you know what this season has been like so far. And so, OG, let's start off with the teams that we've coached. And so, as you guys know, with the hustle is only Coach King and I. Right. So a lot of times even though we're always at practice together, a lot of times gangs are doubled up. So he coaches one, I coach the other. And then when we don't have any type of conflict, we're in the bench together, but one of us takes the lead based on the voice, right? And so Coach King, let's start off with U14. Well, let's start with U12. U12 mixed young men, young women as well. Um, let's start with them. Let's reflect on that season. Ooh, 12U. A lot of potential. Yeah. A lot of potential. Just we need some more time for some seasoning so they can get together. Yeah. You know, they they definitely played better towards the second half of the season as everybody was starting to realize that it's not about me, it's about us, and started to play hard. Yeah. Um, and I'm extremely proud of the way we finished up because, you know, we got to a space where we weren't we weren't expecting the referees or we weren't expecting the coaches. We weren't expecting the other team to give us anything. Mm -hmm. We'd have to go out and take it. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're in a good space going into the next season for tryouts because I think people will play with a little more passion now. Yeah. One of the tough things about this, though, is this group is really a victim of bad foundation. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, our group that's in 12U right now was in 10U last year. Yep. Majority of them was in 10U last year. And so when we're from in America, you stay with this, your peers. So if I'm in ninth grade, I'm always going to play with the people in the same grade as me. 
Essentially, our kids had to go from playing fifth grade basketball to seventh grade basketball. Overnight. 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 Instead of being able to just yeah. stick with their age. If that would have been the case, different ball game. Yeah, different, different ball game. Yeah. But not only that, different size in basketball. Different, huge, because of puberty. Goes, every, yeah, goes size everything. five, I mean, size six to size seven overnight. Yeah. That's a big adjustment, you know? True, true, yeah. true. And But as we, as everybody knows that's been listening to us, we're here to kind of create change, which is why we have this league here. Um, and so hopefully we can make some adjustments because not only does that is a, is misfortunate, unfortunate for our youth, but a lot of people get left out in other academies too. Yep. Because man is like, hey, you're not ready for 12 you. Right. Right. And we don't have anything in between like we should. And so hopefully um our partners will be able to be like, hey, yes, we have enough. Let's let's make this about grade and year in yeah. school. Yeah, we we've already had the discussion and you know what it is like just like starting the league, it took time. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we, we're making the right adjustments because we've even talked about some other things, you know, because every mo Monday morning we have like a meeting of the minds. And so, um, yeah, it, it'll be okay going yeah. forward. Yeah, okay yeah, going forward. Um, So 12 of you keep pushing. You yep. guys know we'll have tryouts as well because there's a new group of crop, new crop of kids coming in and some people who didn't make the team work their butts off this term to get a chance. Yep. Um, And then from there, let's go you 14 boys. You 14 boys. 14 you, man. Roller coaster season. Oh, man. Oh, One man. weekend we play like world beaters. The next weekend, I don't know who we are. So we're still searching to try to find our identity. Um, and I think our identity should be um, grit and grind on defense, try to force other teams, um, you know, to turn the ball over so we get some easy opportunities. But, you know, it's still, it's still a work in progress. Um, you know, we start in the quarterfinals this Saturday, mm. you know, if if my normal guys show up and they're ready to play, gotcha. I think we got a chance. Got a chance. But if we show up, you know, guys coming in late, guys not prepared mentally, you know, not everybody not on the same page, we will we'll be in a dogfight. Man, and and that's that's the the overall theme too. I think the biggest lesson that every team from our academy is learning through these league games is toughness. Yep. Because a lot of times they talk to us about the skills that they don't have, but we tell them that you can make over, make up those lost skills if you're just tough. Yeah. If you're resilient mentally and physically, you're accepting the contact and playing through it. If you're battling for loose balls, if you're rebounding, rebounding the defense, those are things that require toughness, and those are things that can change the game. Everybody's learning how tough you really got to be to win a championship, not just one game, but to do it consistently. And that's where our U14 is at the limbo at because some of those guys just want to be cool. Right, yeah. A lot to, of those guys just want to be cool. Yeah, got to get out of that coolness, man. Yeah, you know, man. Um, Be cool after you win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's much easier. Um, and then from there, I'll go to our U10. U10. Oh, U10. Man. Man. And and so last year the U10 was mostly you. Well, shit, we, the whole the whole thing was mostly you the second half because we had a different schedule in the spring. Yeah. And by the way, we'll never do that again. <laughs> never. I'm never. never coaching back to back it to back to back to back. Six, six games in a row. I'm never doing that again. Yeah. I almost died. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 10U, um, phenomenal job this season. Um, coached by um, Coach Ryan. And um, I can't be more proud of those guys. You know, we had the we had the misfortune of getting 
um, seeded against the number one team in the semifinals. Um, but that's okay. We, you know, we we lost to them by two. Listen, it know? was it was a perfect gauge of how the season went, though, King. Yeah. Because ironically, you only got to see the first game and the last game. Yeah. Against the same Both team. Games, same team, right? <laughs> same team. But the first time we played this team, in comparison to the sec this time here, we're not even the same team. Correct. Look. Even I take it one step further. When I coached them last year, mm -hmm. yeah, guess, we got mollywop. Yeah. And so the first game of the season when you coached them, Lost it was it was it was completely yeah. better than before. Yeah. And so now what we saw the other day in the in the semifinal, I mean, it was incredible, man. It was Tough. incredible. And so what what I've seen from them, um, I've probably seen the best basketball out of all of our academy from them. Yep. And what I mean is that they're executing basketball plays. Yep. They're going back door when they don't have anything. They're, they're executing out of bounds plays. They're they're finding ways to get teammates open, and they're starting to like naturally do something. Yep. Like I said, one of the, my favorite plays last night was X Big X stepping over and help without me having to call it <laughs> yeah. and having both his hands high in the yes, air, right? Yes. And getting tough rebounds and an N1 and everything. And so with with how far we still have to go yeah. and knowing that they played that well, because we lost that game to a team that has better, more experienced basketball players than us. We lost that by two points after being t down 12 going into the fourth. <laughs> yep. And we probably missed 22 layups. Yep. And then a few missed assignments or missed rebounds. And so at the end of that game, all of our kids were extremely disappointed in losing, but extremely excited to get back in the gym. Yeah. All of them was like, man, I can't wait to get back. Because yeah. I asked, I said, why do we lose? To de rebound and a missed layup. Yeah. I said, can we change that? They said, yeah. I said, we can change that tomorrow. Yeah. They said, man, because we can't wait to get back at it. Right. And so, man, that I'm going to go ahead and give them a little love. Cause y'all killed that, and shout out to those parents. Yeah, we got a good group of supportive parents at the age group. Oh man, it was loud in there. Yeah, it was loud in there. Shout out to those guys, man. We can't, and we didn't have one of our core guys. Right. Yeah, we didn't have. We were missing a starter. Yeah, we were missing the starter. It was a core guy, and so that was big. And so now we'll go to U sixteen girls. Yep. U sixteen girls. Now, I'm gonna just start off by saying this: we are in a championship this year. Yep. Last year, we won maybe one game, Yep. right? We were inconsistent. We had games where we only had five girls there. Yep. The last game we played, we had 12, Yep. right? Now, coaching girls, bas coaching youth basketball in the hole is tough, but coaching girls basketball <laughs> is tough, especially 16-year-old, yep. because their interests start to go all over the place. And so I'm extremely proud of these girls. Because we haven't had a consistent practice. We had two practices where everybody was there. Yep. And each time we've won those games. Yep. But even then, we have always had a chance to win. Yep. So we're going into the championship game against a team who is way more experienced. Because we're playing U16, but our girls, we probably have two girls that are 16. Everybody else is 14 or 15, 12, yep, we 13. Have, we have two girls that are 16, and the one just turned 16. Yep. Everybody else is 12 to 14. 12 to 14. Now we're playing against a team that is experienced. They play a lot. Um, been together for a while. Been together for a while. Um, and just, just, they're just pretty tough, right? Yeah, they're tough. Now, with that being said, right, 
The first time we played them, we played them with only two of our four core players, yeah. right? And when we say two of our four core players, this is like having um, Maya Moore, uh, Simone Augustus, <laughs> all of them. You just said two names that nobody in this new you're generation. Right, you're right. I, but I was trying to do it on purpose so they can go research it, hopefully. Okay. Okay. But it's like having LeBron, D-Wade, okay. Kyrie, and KD all on one team, and then everybody else is just beginners. Yep. Right? And so we only had two of them the first time we played them. And we were winning by eight points going into the fourth. One of our better players filed out in the third quarter, and then our remaining good player filed out the last two minutes, and we ended up losing by four, right? And so our girls were excited about that. Then we played them again last week. We were down 42 to 14. 42 to 14. Mollywop. Getting Mollywop, right? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was 44-12. 44-12. Extra Mollywop. With 12 minutes left in the game. <laughs> And again, we only have two of our returners, right? Two of our primary ball handlers scores. We only have two of them. One, one of them that did show up, she just came back from camping and they do hiking. So she has blisters all over her feet. And so we are down 32. So the girls are emotional, not listening, not doing a good job of following instructions. We're all over the place. And then I don't know, it clicked. I don't know if the screaming or what clicked. But we go on a crazy run and cut it down to 10. <laughs> cut the lead down to 10 with five minutes left. Within that five minutes, we get six straight stops, six layups, and we miss all six layups. All six layups. And they're losing by 12. So we, the final score was 46 to 34, right? And so I look at the girls, and I was like, what's the difference between the first 28 minutes and the last 12? He said, we listened to you when we just played. I said, does that have anything to do with what they do and their skill? They're like, no. I said, hey, there it is. So now going into this game on on Saturday, on Sunday, they're uber, they're full of confidence. Yeah. They're full of confidence. So I can't wait to see what that looks like. I really can't wait for that one. I'm excited, man. Man, it just it, no matter what, our girls go from the bottom of the barrel last year to at the very least, they'll be second place. Yep. Yep. All right. And it only gets better from here. Sure. You know, with the young bucks too. Now the last one, but not the least, U sixteen boys, right? And this is the one where both of us are are, are there often. This is the one that gives us the most stress. I, yeah, I can kill. I can kill them. <laughs> this is the this is the one we got to do the most psychology work. Like it's it's everything, but it's coming together. Yeah, it's it's always been there. Yeah. It's just inconsistent. You know, um, the worst thing for this group is to win three, four in a row. And then we start thinking that we're better than what we are. We stop forgetting. We for, we stop forgetting to do our job. Mm -hmm. Each player has their own individual job. And um, we get confused sometimes. Yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, this past Sunday, we we probably should have one by a larger margin, which I would have hoped for to yeah. get more people in the game, but we did tough it out. Yeah. We did tough it out and get a win, and we didn't play that well either offensively. Uh, but I'm more I'm more concerned about our defense. So we stick to our assignments and and do our job. I think we can take care of business and and contend for a championship. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I'm tired of winning third place. Man, man, and, and at times, like we've been telling the kids, like, listen, coach and I are not playing basketball anymore. 
We are not living our basketball dreams through you either, right? But listen, we can't hate losing more than you do. Right. <laughs> that, that can't be it when you are out there playing. Right. And so gradually we're starting to see them really care about wins and losses and how they win, right? Mm -hmm. We we had a kid, Chris made a behind-the-back pass. It was a good pass. Yeah. And he's like, man, my fault, coach. I didn't mean to do that. Mm -hmm. It was a bad pass. I'm like, no, no, that one was good. That one was okay. But I'm looking and I'm like, all right, he's starting to, to retain what we say about, hey, there's some bonehead things that you do, right? right? But right then and there, you got a, you did a great job scavenging, getting the ball on a loose ball. You can only get the ball there on the behind the back. Yep. I'm glad you can see it. Right. You know what I'm saying? A good finish from... We, we want you to make those instinctive moves and not something premeditated. Yeah. Because premeditated means you're showboating. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, um, man, with that being said, let's go out there and let's cash out. Let's cash out. Well, to, to close that, I got something for you, King. This is this is for everybody to pay close attention to and, and listen to right here. All these freshmen who want to play as freshmen, and we've had, I don't know, you That's can count guy. them up. How many guys have gone out early for the draft? So if it's 45 guys, I don't know if that's the right number or not. Um, I've had 32 phone calls times 45, whatever that number is, <laughs> in the thousands, right? I've never been asked once how much a guy played as a freshman. Never. Not once. Everybody wants to know what did you develop into. But yet, the whole mindset is, if I don't play right away, you know, but that expectation gets created by a lot of external factors too. Mm -hmm. Not to put any of the blame on you all or anybody that says a guy's a five-star and he should make this immediate impact and all this stuff. So that becomes the expectation. So when it doesn't happen, guy's frustrated. I get that. I understand that. You know, we got to try to get guys to um, be able to stay focused on what they have to do to develop as players, make improvement, so that when they do play, they create value for themselves rather than worrying about just playing but if you go out there and you don't play well, what kind of value are you creating for yourself? And what kind of confidence are you building? So all these things are things that we really try to emphasize with our young players. And uh, the guys that buy into that, they, they, they end up doing pretty well. Um, man, get, man, that's my God, man. Like, he is the leader. They, they, they bridging the gap. He is the leader they the gap. They, they of what people call the evil empire. I'll take it. And, and I'll take it. And man, like, it's so much to be said right there, but I'm just going to leave it. You ponder upon that because, you know, there are people in the comments talking about people saying, like, why would a force? That's the problem now. You got a five, four or five star sitting out when real players want to play. And that's the problem. You are not entitled to anything. Right. You are walking into a situation where there are already players, there are already All-Americans, and there are other four or five-star yeah. players. Right. You are fighting for this food right here. Right. And, and what those, pe those people who make those comments don't understand this, that, remember, those rankings mm -hmm. can be wrong. Mm -hmm. They can be wrong because someone can see you at your peak performance in high school but not see you consistently throughout the year. So you know you might have had a, you might have had a good game at the right time. Yeah, that doesn't mean that you're you're a bona fide five star. You just you just happen to have that ranking at that particular time because if that were the case, every NBA lottery pick 
would be an all-star. Man, man. Right? And the job Morant wouldn't go to Murray State. Correct. So right. so so that's yo. Know, so what Nick Saban is saying is right. I'm gonna go with what he's experienced over the past 20 plus years yeah. over what your mindset is and what somebody um, you know, one kid in their family has in mind. No. You go to the right spot, you earn your spot. Man, listen, speaking of comments, let me find the camera, right? Keenan's yours is mine, right? We got some new BTG followers right here, right? Welcome to BTG Nation, those of you that are respectful, those of you that got some sense, those of you that can comprehend and know how to put words together and make a, a thoughtful thought as an adult, right? But for you other bozos, listen, I'm using that word specifically because there's somebody here that calls us some bozos. Listen, we are not a clout-chasing platform. We are not a platform that speaks out of random clickbait YouTube stuff. This is experience times 10. This is experience. This is people who are from a tree of basketball minds. <laughs> we ain't. We aren't saying anything just randomly. If we made a comment about older players or the way the game is played right now, it's factual. If we make it an opinionated one, we make it and we make sure we say that. But there's a lot of people that was in these comments whoa, that were whoa, talking but, crazy. But first of all, for you to come on and call someone bozos and you don't even know them personally, that's a little out of bounds right there. Says, listen, man. And then, you, I won't talk about what that, you know, you know when you, you see a comment, because at first you get a little riled up, because like, who you talking to? Yeah. But then you go see people's pages, and like, you don't got no face yeah. in the picture. Yeah, like, it's come on, man. Like, listen, we, we invite everybody to have your, to voice your opinion, mm -hmm. whether you are with us or against us. We, we invite that, because this is an open platform, you yeah. know, and that's how you start, you know, conversations on, on deep subjects. But like to call somebody bozos, that's that's a little out of bounds because if we were face to face, you wouldn't dare do that. No. Nope. So so don't do that. Let's we're gonna use you respond to us respectfully, we respond to you respectfully, and we go from there. That's that's what grown ups do. But I, I say you can't respond that way, because I will say BTG Nation has been right there, had our back. They've been firing up. They've been firing up. Yeah. Um, the the sneaker convo was crazy. Sneaker <laughs> convo got shout out to the OGs that brought up the pro kids, them uh, them Sacconi joints that I didn't know had a nice little play. I didn't know Sacconi had basketball sneakers. Yeah, and like, it's actually it's funny because actually Sacconi. Yeah, Sacconi. Yeah, you know, we crazy. definitely don't know how to say it. The yeah. British Knights. I definitely don't know how to say it. Yeah. So, but somebody brought up the British Knights, and I completely forgot about that. They brought up the LA gear. Mm. Yeah, but listen, man, listen. They showed me the pics of the Ewing Adidas joints. The the next Ewing Adidas joints with the three strikes. They jerseys to go crazy. And they they pulled out some heat. But you saw the colorway for the yeah. Ewing's. They was tough. They pulled out. They pulled out tough. some yeah, heat. Yeah. I was, so shout out to BTG Nation yeah. for that. But let's get into this NBA update, man. Okay. Joe Smith. Yeah. Joe Smith. Man, shit, they got serious. I tell you one thing, OG. You y'all old heads took an L on that one, my boy. <laughs> Listen, man. So that's interesting because you know he's a Virginia legend, he's a Maryland legend, and he's a guy that we um He's seven five seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he was a I mean he was a gorilla in college. I mean yeah. bottom line. But there's two things out the way I look at it. If this was planned by him and his wife, or if he actually was caught off guard with this, right? Something that she was doing behind his back. Either way, I have to say it, we took a L. 
Okay. And we, I mean, no, 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 no. Because I just saw her giving Cameron a massage, live television. That's we the didn't second take an interview, too. We didn't take an L. We're taking an L currently. Listen, King, I see. I, listen, man. They had, uh, there's a dude, everybody got a podcast of some sort. There's a dude who is a polygamist and a spiritual advisor of some sort. And so he got Joe Smith and and his wife on the show, right? And so he did like one of the Maury type interviews before they both go on there. Why Joe Smith had the pager on his hip? Oh no, yeah, he had. It looked like a pager. He he had his phone on the clip <laughs> on his hip, like it was a BlackBerry in two thousand five with the long sleeve button down that looked like the checker joint, like it was Christmas. And uh, listen, man. Well, well, I, to his defense, Joe looked crazy. To his defense, I will say this. The reason why I have a brand new iPhone 13 mini is because the, the other ones are too big to go in my pocket. And so maybe Joe is like, you know what? I ain't putting that shit in my hey, pocket. Listen, I'm putting it on my side. So I'm going that. When I looked at that and I seen how Joe was talking, I was like, man, Joe, you Joe down bad. And then when I see Joe down <laughs> bad, man. Joe down bad, yo. Take care of yourself. Take care of your money. Take care yeah, of your man, money, man. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, he, for those who don't know, he got, um, you know, the NBA got down on him hard, him and the Timberwolves, because they had a secret deal under the table yeah. for a lot of money. But how did that leak? I don't know, man. Yeah, they talk about that all the time. But you know, the NBA worked with the Fed. You know, but even with all of that, Joe still made a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it's you got to take care of your money, man. Yeah. So listen, man, there's a lot going on in the league, right? So uh, we've talked about for years the type of game and the type of struggles that Curry and the Warriors may have going forward. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, just recently, um, you know, they lost Draymond to a five-game suspension yep. because he put uh, Rudy Gobert in a full Nelson. <laughs> and listen, I'll tell you this, boy. First and foremost, I don't see many people talking about it, but Rudy put his hands on Clay first. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Rudy came up from came up behind and grabbed Clay. And then, you know, Saginaw, Michigan came out. And I and I like to point out the fact that nobody on a Timberwolves team helped him out the first 10 seconds he was in the headlock. Because he was in it for about 15 seconds. Yep. <laughs> and so um Rudy, Rudy, you know, he said he's gonna get him later. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but ejection. Uh he got fined 25k, I think. And then, of course, Draymond got the five-game suspension. And then, you know, Steve Kerr says Draymond got to be better about physically attacking people. That's the issue. We got to have more discernment. Well, all right. So, but you know, I, I, Steve said what was politically correct. Yeah. Behind closed doors, the Golden State Warriors are paying that fine and saying yeah. thank you, Draymond, because without Draymond Green, the Golden State Warriors have no toughness. No, nah, no. Nah. And, and and listen. Yes, he did. Did he grab him in a chokehold? Yes, but Rudy grabbed Clay in a chokehold. And Rudy's seven foot, and you seen Rudy still off on Kyle Anderson in the spot, so you would never know. You know those big guys who get teased all the time; they just start wilding out when they get fed up. So you don't know, you don't know. But you know, but but I think this right here is a good. Um, it's like a little indication of how the season is going for them, though. Right. Because they lost him. They've been struggling. You know, all these reports are going out about how many more points Steph is scoring and they can't get anybody to fill the roles around him to score. People are saying it's time for Clay to go. You know, everybody – I wonder what your boy TJ is saying about Andrew Wiggins right now. 
<laughs> you know, what is he saying right now? Right now, not a word probably, but what it looks like is that they really miss Jordan Poole. It, ironically, right? It looks like they miss some of that scoring ability from Jordan Poole because nobody else on the team can barely get 20. That's what, it, that's what, it's, that's what we're saying. Jordan Poole? That's what it looks like they miss somebody. Because they, but Frodo, they haven't, they haven't, pro, they haven't trouble getting anybody on the team to score twenty points, King. Right, I know, I know. Twenty. All right, so so let me say this. So and and think about that. You got Chris Paul. Right. But with all of this, right, we still, you know, we have to give Steve Kerr time to figure it out and create schemes to get them easy shots. Yeah. Because shit, Jordan Poole, it wasn't necessarily like he was scoring within the flow. He was just creating his own shot. For sure. If you're going to play like that, you're going to have a hard time winning. And we know Golden State, the championships they've won, it's not because they were just getting it on their own. It's because they were in a system. Yep. And the, the thing about it is, is that's why it would be tough for us to be real podcasters, like it is what it is and stuff, unless, not like them, because they fire. Like like first take type thing because you, you said it. It's like fifteen games into the season. It's this eighty two season. Then you got the end game tournament. Like you really got to let new teams develop some type of flow. Can let people sort out their identities because right now the Bucks have struggled. Yep. The Suns have struggled. The Lakers have been trying to figure it out too because of injury and all these other things. The ones that are winning are the teams with the most continuity early. Correct. Right? And so it's hard to even put a gauge on it unless it's at least 30, 40 games in. Yep. So then you know what people are going through. Because people talking about Austin Reeves not doing this and that. Austin Reeves is averaging 15, 6, and 6. Yeah. Like as he's getting a new role because in things a new are changing. Role, yeah. Right? And you still got D there. And so in last night we just beat, we just avenged our loss against the Rockets. And we beat them and he had he had to go ahead three ball. Um and then LeBron had a lay uh foul shot. But with everybody, just give it a little bit more time. Yeah. yeah. I say give it some time. I I do think they are a middle of the pack team in the West though, regardless of what Steph does. Yeah, I mean there's a small. Yeah. A small. Too small. Yeah. Too small. But um I mean, going from there, I got to go. I, I mentioned the boy's name, so I got to talk about it. Jordan Poole. Um, the Wizards, this is Jordan Poole in the timeout. We're showing OG what he looks like. Uh, go ahead, press play on that snipes. Uh, this is him in the timeout, man. So Jordan Poole is going to be up for the trading block in D.C. So D.C. is not happy with him. They don't see him as a cornerstone player. Crazy thing is, is last week my boy hit me who works at What? The, I got what? He said, look, it's my team. I got this. Look at him, look at him, look at him. Look at him though. Let me check him out. This is what he missed. Let me see that one more time. <laughs> and so my boy told me who works at the uh what is it? I think it's Verizon Center. What's it called now? Man, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I don't know. Capital One? I don't know. It's one of them joints. So he told me that they don't even have any marketing up of him anywhere in the city. They don't have any pictures of him around the, the arena. They don't have any. And remember, Kuz is the guy, but bringing Jordan Poole in, Jordan Poole was supposed to be that Gilbert 2.0. He was supposed to bring some new life into the city. But they don't even have anything surrounding him to support that anymore. And so a lot of people have been, my boy was a Wizards fan, and I've been telling him to rid yourself of that pain for years. I've been saying, <laughs> get out of there, bro. But he still did. But he's been like, yo, like he's not even trying. Yeah. He ain't even trying. Like, like, why would you take? Some people are saying this is a missed opportunity for him. 
I'm looking at it like I'm in agreement to that. It's a lack of professionalism the way he's taking on and stuff. Yeah. But I'm also looking at it like, is he doing this to get out of there? Hmm. Because it's DC. Is he doing it to get out of DC without having to say, hey, like I want to trade and I just got there in two weeks? Because when he came there after the trade, he he ain't had no haircut in that media pick. <laughs> he looked like he ain't slept or brushed his teeth in the first two days. Like, you know, he, he looked bad. He looked bad. What you what you think? Who knows? That's the thing. Nobody knows. He hasn't been consistent with one thing to even have an idea of what he might be thinking. You know, uh, you would think that going to Washington, he would be he'd be excited because they're going to put the ball in his hands. But you know, if he's doing this purposely to get out, who's going to take him? That's a contender. You know, mm. that's the thing. You know, maybe he wants to shine on that stage in the playoffs, but if you're not, um, you know, but if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you know, a contending team is not going to take you, you know, yeah. because one, you would come in and mess up the chemistry. Yeah, play that OKC in Portland one. So my, he could go to Toronto. It'd be a better city, I think he'll like it. I think he'll be a good fit there. But what we also know is that, um, a lot of times, whatever you do in D.C. is like a stain. It ain't like a, a, an addition to your reputation. Like getting out of D.C. and going somewhere, you're going to go, you're going to play for less than what you may be worth until you can prove it at a real organization type of thing. Well, I but mean. But for him, like. A, he already signed. If he signed with what's it called? With, uh, right, but he got one turn. And so if you play well, you're going to stay in D.C. at least two or three years. Either way, I think that he, he putting it um, – he a dime a dozen, as they say, because there's going to be another him, you know, like he to me, his ceiling is Terry Rozier. Mm. That's his ceiling. And you ain't even scoring as consistently or as dynamic as him. And Terry play defense. So um, that's that's it for Jordan Poole. Good riddance, my boy. It looks like they're getting you out of there. Um, we got the Rockets as a sleeper. Rockets have started off really strong. Last yeah. I looked, they started off at eight and four. Um, Dylan Brooks has actually been playing really well offensively too. Um, Fred Van V keeping everything level. I mean, Udoka, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we, it's something to say about great coaches, and it looks like he may be there for a while with that young crew. Yep. Um, so let's see what we got in here. Now this is this is one of my favorite topics right here. OKC. OKC has a great young core. You know, we got to see Lou Dort and Josh Giddy, um, but they got three guys who can be bona fide stars, like each tier star. You got a guy who could be an all-star, a guy who can be an NBA guy, you got a guy who can be a superstar. And I showed you the breakdown of those three guys. That's Chat, that's SGA, and that's J-Dub, Jalen Williams, right? And, you know, Chet is in his first year in the league after his injury. And Jalen Williams is in his second year in the league. And SGA is in his sixth. These are young guys, too. King, from what you have seen from these guys, what is it that you like about them? What do you think they can do going forward? Just multi-skilled. Mm. That's the thing. Like, inside, outside. And they're always in attack mode. You know, and um, probably the most um, – Probably the most impressive thing about them, they share the ball. 
That, I mean, because SGA, we know we we know what he can do. Yeah, but he, but he runs the show. Now, when I showed you Jalen J Dub Jalen Williams, did you know who that was beforehand? No, I had no idea who he was. Out of Santa Clara, right? Now, what do you see out of a guy like him? Because he like six seven, six eight too. He, he's he's uh, like a, a poor man's um, Paul George. Mm, mm, mm. A, yeah, from what I saw. Yeah, and he was working the pick and roll all too. Like, I really like this squad. And then they they just dusted off the Warriors too. But they got some G. Now, I want to I wanna do this as a public service announcement. And you know, RJ, I'm talking to you. It's my boy back home. Do not disregard or dispel John Moran. There, there, there are some people that are talking about he's overrated and that he had a lot of talent around with him. And I think sometimes narratives get put around and people just forget, right? Franchise on his shoulders, traded Conley, traded everything that was there. First year, good season, you were rookie of the year. The next three years, you're in the playoffs. You went number two in the West the last two years with your next best player being Dylan Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr. in the Western Conference at six foot one. Yeah. So see, this is where I think this is where the um the problem comes in. People, the games that Ja didn't play, Memphis still won some games, right? Because they played together as a team. But they have to play that way when he's not there, right? So when you think about it. How far would that get them if he was never there? Never. Right now, you know, because they've won. They're three and ten. Yeah. And it's a and it's a different type of confidence when you know twelve is going to come back. Yep. One, he started the season with you, so he gave you the cushion, he gave you the confidence, and he gave you what you needed to push through to just hang over well, for a little while. Because I'm coming back. You just hold it down right yeah, here. Yeah. Well, your expectations aren't as great, you know, it's just a short term. Mm -hmm. But when those expectations grow and you got to do it consistently without him, then yeah, then there's a problem. Definitely. Yeah, so listen, for anybody out there thinking they don't need Ja Morant, you're crazy. And that Ja Morant is just is overrated? Yeah. Come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. Like he's already one of, if not the best player in their franchise history almost. Yeah. You know, Zach Randolph still holds it down for a while, but Zach knows is coming out soon, you know. But don't do that. Quiet is kept, 12 coming back. And when he do, I'm right here championing him too. Yeah, we have people talking about Memphis. Come on, man. Memphis. Yeah. And this is the team that he got right here. He didn't have any talent. You don't have no talent around him. You see Jaron Jackson Jr. for what he really is. <laughs> like, let's get there. So um, now what, what we really need to talk about, right? I'm not even going to do a Lakers segment today because I'm tired of talking about AD, right? The Clippers. The Clippers, they traded for James Harden. <laughs> Right, the Sixers. The Sixers are top three in the in the East, and Embiid has been killing. I'm talking about 30s, 40s, 50s, 12, 13 rebounds, nine assists. Tyrese Maxey has been killing. Like they've been, Tobias Harris been killing. Everybody's been flowing. Um, but the the Clippers, right, they're struggling. You know, they just got a a, a win where you know hard to hit a three and one three off a pass from Kawhi. Kawhi, fun guy, started screaming. They got, they they ran out of there with that one. But Harden made a comment that he's not in shape yet. Not James Harden shape yet. Wonder why that is. <laughs> Wonder why that is. And he's still trying to figure things out. 
Um, you know, you've seen some reports saying that Busy Bones is going to be out of the rotation so they can help get things together. Don't know how true that is, but that's unfortunate because he was playing well. Russell Westbrook is now going to go come off the bench. Um, he's, you know, he asked for that, which is unfortunate too because he was playing great before the trade. What does Ty Lue do? How does how does this work, right? And do you and do you get out of there if you Tyler? Personally, personally, the minute I heard James Harden was coming, I'm out. Yeah, because I mean that's too much. That's a lot of pressure on Ty Lue to make that work. When you have now think about it, you had three guys who demand the ball. Yeah, but but Westbrook, like I said. Again, he makes a lot of mistakes sometimes, but it's not like he's not a willing passer. He'll try to do the right thing. And then he still straps and, and rebounds. It's just an it just he's naturally he's a two guard mm-hmm. trapped in a point guard's body. So now you finally get him get him going. You got everybody playing well. The other guys are back healthy. And now you throw in James Harden. So now you just you just basically reshuffled everything. And now Ty Lue's got to try to figure it out when going into the season, Ty Lue probably had a plan for them. For all of them. So now he's got to go back and reset everything. And in the, in the, you're right, that does that does like um, slow down the progress of the young bucks. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean. And for what, right? Because yeah. I, like, so, you, you can't win a championship with James Harden. Yeah. The, the one thing that, think about it, Westbrook, PG, Kawhi, they may all demand the ball, but guess what they all try to do? Pass. They try to strap up. Yeah, true. James sure. Harden ain't strapping up. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, and that's so it's like, man, what are you doing? And they're going to play small because you, like, you got to have all four of them. Like, you can't not have all four of them on, on the floor at the end of the games, right? And then just because Harden shoots you way better than um, Westbrook, Westbrook probably not going to end the game most of the times. Um, and then, you know, the other night they had P.J. Tucker in as a four. And P.J. Is, is just a glue. P.J. is just a glue. He does well. But I, you just can't win with the way that Harden plays basketball. Not a championship. No. And it's and it's not like he's going to come and play the way Ty Lue wants him to play. Ty Lue knows. It's like, I got you in the middle of the season. I got to let you play to your strength. So I got to get you getting aggressive coming off the pick and roll. And I get it. He averaged 13 assists last year. I get it. I get it. But his assists don't come out the floor of an offense the same. No. Like, you coming off the pick and roll. There's a lot of him with the ball. And then you also average 13 assists. And who was your who was your big? Yeah. Who were you playing with? You had damn MVP of the league. Yeah. Right? And so I, I just don't see it. It's unfortunate. Um, Ty Lue, you know. <laughs> look right here. Got eight up. Yeah. We watching highlights of it right now. It don't look good. So, um <laughs> We got a couple of things on here on the docket. Um, you know, the, the Department of Justice just started to investigate the big uh, big three in NBA. Mm-hmm. They said that the NBA is doing some colluding to, to prevent them from having any share in the market. So it's, it's interesting because months prior to that, Ice Cube went on a tour media-wise to kind of allude to that. And people were calling him crazy. And now when you see this, that there's some truth to it, you're kind of looking at it like, damn, what's, what's going on? Like, why can't there be this? Especially when it's retired NBA players and referees. Man, I, yeah, I want to see this because it, his shit is in the summer. 
and it's three on three. Yeah. And again, you, he's giving retired NBA. If anything, the NBA should have something to do with it to help support it because it just gives another avenue for the NBA to grow and more players to get a chance to get there. You know, but hey, and from the players that I've heard played in it, they said it's official. It's official. The travel's official. The games is always fun. Like it's like being on the. Um, I've laptop. heard. I've seen some other people talk about it like not being official too. Mm, I've players? heard both. Yeah, I've heard both uh, sides of it. Okay, okay. It must be the teams with the higher budget then. <laughs> yeah, so. You lose, and you gotta you gotta go ahead and take the other one. But um, let's go, let's go college sports before we go into our to our last thing because I think the college sports segue is gonna give us a good one for our team sports discussion. College sports, first of all, let's pay our respects to the great Bobby Knight. Yeah. And I'll let you lead the way on breaking down who Bobby Knight is to the young people. But rest in peace yeah. to a legend, to rest, a pioneer. Rest in peace to a legend. You know, you may you either loved him or you hated him. Yeah, but thankful for him. Yeah. You know, he brought a lot to the game in terms of discipline, um, fundamentals, and um, you know, team play. Mm -hmm. You know, and um probably something that he focused on a lot, much like John Chaney, George, uh, I mean, uh, John Thompson, those guys, he brought team instead of all individual, mm -hmm. you know, um, aspects of it. You know, if you were a great player, you're going to stand out anyway. Right. And they believe that. But right. they made sure that everybody was um, uniform across the board. You know, Bobby Knight, you know, you know what to expect. That sweater, <laughs> you know, his, his, all his players look alike. You know, they, they dress alike and um, and they all played hard. And, um, you know, they played tough man-to-man -to -man defense, um, motion offense, you know, look for mismatches and um, just plays, you know, fundamental basketball, man. And, you know, and uh, the funny thing is, you know, for the things that people said about him in terms of being, um, you know, a jerk, racist, whatever, when other players had a chance to play under him in terms of the Olympics and things like that, Nobody said anything bad about it. Never. You know, so, you know, it's just, um, you know, we can't judge somebody um, off one or two mistakes, you know, um, in comparison to a 30-year career. Man. You know what I mean? Talking he, about six, 662 wins, 239 losses in 29 seasons. Yeah, it's crazy. And coached some of the greatest college basketball teams ever. Yep. Undefeated seasons. Yep. You know, you got Zeke, Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Changed a lot of people's lives. And what everybody always said was that, no matter what, you knew Bob Knight cared about you. Yep. You knew he was going to take care of you. Yeah. And so guys like that set the precedent for what coaches should be. Yeah. Right. And you learn from his mistakes and from the valuable lessons that he left. Right. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Little known fact, people didn't know Larry Bird started off in Indiana. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's, he said, I can deal with Bobby Knight and bounce to Indiana State. Damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, Larry Bird was one of the top recruits in the country. Oh, yeah, so that makes sense on how he got the Indiana State. <laughs> right. So, so did he play there or in the preseason he left? I don't even think he played. I'm not sure. We got to look that up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, wow. That's tough. Yeah. That's that's a nugget for you right there. So, he got the most wins in NCAA history. Um, Mike Woodson played. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary. He had a lot of things going for him. So, now Indiana. we – That's tough, right? And so, now college sports – Bronny, Bronny is back. He's he's warming up with his team. This signs there, so nice to see you, young fella. Yeah, thank God for that. Yeah, but the men's basketball, man. You talk about JMU upsetting Michigan State. 
And then Jam, you taking a couple other players to the teams to the wire down there in Harrisonburg. <laughs> and that's your old stompy ground. Man, listen. And to be to the credit, the last time when I was there, they did go to the tournament and they had the city going crazy. And during that same time, the girls' team was always gangster. Girls' team was always great, always killing it. But you know, it's just different when men's football and men's basketball are playing well too. And so they upset Michigan State early in the year. And I believe um I think you might have mentioned it, but maybe Izzo's nephew or somebody may be on staff. On staff, I think. Yeah, so that may be, and that would make sense because you don't see JMU getting a game with Michigan State. Right. right? And so they beat them there, and they might have beat them at Michigan State as well. And then I think they took Wichita State um, to a tough one, a couple ones. But but all that's to say is college basketball is back. It's back. College basketball is back. Um, Hunter Dickinson, 27-21 against Kentucky. Murder. Murder. You know, a classic in the Champions Classic. Um, you know, there's a young freshman in Harvard who's leading the freshman in scoring out of the DMV. And they slept on him, a left-hand kid, got some game. Well, I'll send you some videos soon, but DMV kid that they slept on, he leading the, he leading the freshman in scoring. Um, and he got game. He just had like 35 the other night. Mm. Right. And just think about a DMV kid, like a like a takeover type kid, PVI type kid that going to Harvard. But he got game like like one of them, right? Um college basketball. This is this is important. We gotta do a better job of of talking more about it because of the kids that we got that listen now. Because we know that their only source for getting into it is us. And they really don't understand how crazy this time of the year is. Like, this is fun. This is something where you get to learn about the multiple styles of basketball that's played, how you can fit a system, how you can see how a system can work or not work, depending on the matchups for the night. Like, and that's the student athlete life, man. What's Arizona and Duke here? Caleb Love got back to Duke and they got a W out there too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and so, um, one of the things that I did want to talk about, Coach, is um, Angel Reese. Yep. Angel Reese. So she got benched in one game against Kent State, didn't play the whole second half. Um, and then she didn't make the trip for the latest out-of-conference game. Um, and, Mc and the Coach Kim McCulkey didn't. She said, I'm not responding on it. Just know that we'll take care of it in-house. Um, we get here. You know, they, it's social media. My biggest issue is the way people have been responding to what – what they are hoping to be her demise. Right. Right? Because she's had a great year. She won. They won. She was a killer. She had a lot of money. She got deals. And so people are hoping that that stuff got to her. And they're going crazy in the comments. Right? But kind of speak to what could be at, at, at play. Well, all right. So she has the fame. She has the fortune for sure. <laughs> She has the potential to be, you know, um, an all-time great at LSU and go on to have a, a lucrative um, WNBA career and overseas for sure. Sure. You know, and so, um, you know, many people are thinking that, uh, you know, maybe she's, you know, getting a little ahead of herself and um, not wanting to be coachable now and, um, you know, and, and um, wants to just do her thing. But we don't know the true story. It'll come out later. You know, um, we hope that's not the case. You know, for those who are thinking that, those are people that typically, not all, not everybody, but typically people that just want to see the downfall of someone that doesn't mm -hmm. look like them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
you know, and then we have other people going at coach saying that maybe coach is being a little too controlling and things like that, you know, and then that those are people that are from the opposite side that may not look like coach pointing the finger at her. We don't know until everything comes out, but we do know this. LSU is loaded with talent. Loaded. Loaded. And the expectations are high. So there's a lot of pressure there, you know, and some people um, need time to adjust to that pressure. And, and also just the everyday life of a student athlete. Some people don't understand is that not only do you have to do big things on the court, you got to do big things in the classroom. And mind you, she can't even go to class. She got to take her classes online. Oh, wow. Yeah. And remember this too. She can't even, she can't even legally drink in America. Right. She's yeah. she 20. Yeah. She's still a junior. Like there's a, the one thing that some people might miss though is that this is college basketball. Yeah. And so with a coach like Kim McCulkey, um, I hope I'm saying her name right. The legendary Vivian Stringer, Don Staley, um, you know, you got um, Ivy at Notre Dame now. Um, you got Kara Lawson at Duke now. You got Gino. Those type of coaches, they don't care about optics and media. They're looking at the adults you're going to have to grow up to be. Yep. And so it may be something because right now what happens in the first two games of the season, what happens against Southeastern Louisiana and all them stuff don't really matter. Yeah, you got upset early in Colorado, but that might be a symptom, not the real disease. Yep. And so what she's going to do is look out for the best interests of that young lady and her team. Yep. She's going to nip it in the bud now. She's going to cut all that out now. Wherever it may look later, it may sting right now, but I'm here to help guide you. Because yeah. what's the end goal? End goal. For, for that LSU team with the transfer from Louisville mm -hmm. and the returning players, it's, it's Final Four or bust. Mm -hmm. And they got a transfer from um, DePaul that led to – I uh, forgot about that. So it's Final Four or nothing. Or nothing. And you got when you leave here, you got to be well-equipped. Yeah. You got to be well-equipped. So take it easy, folks. Take it easy. Yeah. And, you know, don't overspeak, but – um, I think that's the, the perfect segue into one, something you and I have been talking about a lot, like a lot, right? Um, teamwork. And, and that word itself, right, is, it, it just brings up like eight different limbs. There's so many different things that can stretch out to it. But why it's even more important right now is because we all got, we got team games for Hoop Mountain Kids. But what I've been noticing is if I look at, because um, I've been exploring some things and I've been learning about different industries here, every industry that I've seen here, even at home, whenever I looked at a job, every skill that they ask for that's not technical is always teamwork. Yeah. It's like a major emphasis on every industry. It's like teamwork, whether it's a teaching role, whether you're a finance investment banker, whether you're... Um, scientists, whatever you're doing, everybody is putting a major emphasis on teamwork, right? And now that we're coaching kids and helping them develop in the teams, and I'm like, hmm, I see why they're putting the emphasis on getting people who know how to play within the team because there's a lot of adults that don't understand. Right. And they don't understand what it means and what develops when you're part of a team. Right. right. You, may, you may be super smart, mm -hmm. but you may be um, incredibly antisocial. Um, and if you can't deal with other people on a day-to-day -day basis, how are you going to get anything done in terms of a job assignment? You know, and so 
you know, that's why people are looking at that because, you know, that's that that's kind of been the, the issue recently where, um, you know, some people have kind of gone into their own corner and, you know, they've done their studies and things like that. But that's the, the path that they've taken in life to get, you know, to the workforce has been a solo path. Yep. And a lot of times that can that can hurt you if you have to, unless you're getting to a spot where you're going to be at the top. If you're not going to be at the top, come on. And even if you're going to be at the top, you got to know how to deal with people because you're a leader. You know, what's funny is like <clears throat> you can be taught anything. Right. And certain things like a technical skill, anything like we can teach you how to dribble. We can teach you how to do certain things. Right. But the the soft skills and tangibles that come with being a part of a team, what you learn, the accountability, the selflessness. Right. Communication. Conflict resolution. Right. And the resiliency. Right. You talk about going through an entire team and going through an entire season with the team. Everybody's ups and downs, their mood changes. You guys have some successes, you have some L's, you gotta figure a way out to right the ship. You may not like that person right now, but you gotta get the job done here. How do you work through those things? Yeah. Everything else that you've done for our school, you've had to do it doing repetition, right? And so when we talk about our kids here that are learning to play team basketball, sometimes our parents are looking and they're thinking that we're evaluating in one way. But when we're looking at a kid, we're looking at them and we're looking at everybody. And then we're looking at how they work well together. Yep. Sometimes parents come to me and they say, like, my kid can't do this and that. I was like, have you paid attention to Joe and the way he's talking with his teammates now? Have you paid attention to how everybody is happy when they see him walk into the gym? Have you paid attention to how excited he is just to play and be here? Yep. I said, you know, that's the development part right there. Because how many times do you go into the office and you hear people say, man, I hate being here around right. this place. Yep. Like you, you learn how to develop those things. And so with parents, like it's not about that immediate result right there. You're not always going to be able to see a scoring 20 points, 30 points. That's not everybody's role on the team. Hey, playing your role on the team as well. Yep. Right. As adults, how many adults can't do that? A lot. You know, too many. Yep, too many. <laughs> like, too many. Like, for teamwork to be one of the most sought-after skills in every industry, something that you would think is be elementary, you know, play, share your toys, and do your thing. So, um, that's the one thing we'll leave it off here. So, reflect on that, guys. And so, my post-game wrap-up is a video, King. So, I'll lead off with the post-game wrap-up for you guys here. Um... This is going to be a bit funny. Shout out to Aunt Lisa. Um, it's a it's a little reflection, a little wisdom here for you guys. There we go. Yesterday, and I was like, "Pops, what's something you wish somebody told you when you was my age?" He was like, "Let me tell you a story about this bird that was traveling south for the winter, but it was so cold he ended up freezing. The bird, after it froze, fell into a field, and a cow came and he pooped on it." He was like, strangely, the bird started to feel great again. He was all cozy and warm, and he felt so good, he even started to sing. But, he said, when the bird started to sing, a cat overheard him, and he decided to go investigate. He was like, the cat quickly discovered the bird under the poop, so he dug him out, and he ate him. I was like, my goodness. At this point, I was regretting even asking him. I was like, Pops, what is the moral of this story? 
He was like, well, if you were listening, there was a couple of lessons that came out of this. Lesson number one, not everybody who shits on you is your enemy. Then not everybody who gets you out of shit is your friend. And most importantly, he says, when you're in some deep shit, keep your mouth shut. Can't, Best player in the world. Can't tell if I'm dumb yeah. or if my dad's a genius. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> All right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. So I thought that was funny. I thought that was some good energy. But I thought it had a couple gems there. So that's my post-game wrap-up. OG, I know you got something you wrote down somewhere. Something I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something I saw a uh, couple weeks ago. Um, and it was a friend of mine said this too. I gotta, I gotta give him some love. I, I, I can't remember which one it was because I'm always talking to somebody that you know gives something. But uh, um, and it was, it was directed to me. It was, coach, um, stop expecting you from everybody. And I was like, <laughs> so, I, so I thought about. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're always expecting people to be like you in terms of dealing with other people and situations. And he says, you end mm. up getting up, you, you end up getting frustrated with them because your expectations are so high. And I said, I thought about it, I was like, you're right. That's a great assessment that you just made because I do look at other people and I expect them to, you know, behave in the way I would behave in terms of, you know, dealing with certain situations. And um, I'm trying to, I'm consciously trying to do a better job of, not putting expect great expectations on everybody that I meet. But it's just hard for me because when I look at adults, I just expect that. I don't I don't have a lot of patience with adults. You know that. With kids, I can deal with your kids all day long. But certain things with adults, I just can't because we're supposed to be beyond that. And um, it doesn't take a PhD to do certain things. Yeah. And so he said, stop expecting you from other people. I was like, wow. I wasn't even going to pull this up. I literally was looking at this before we were going on the show, right? So I saw this earlier in the week and I screenshotted it. And, you know, you can word it however you want to word it, but it says, don't be in such a hurry to condemn a person because he doesn't know, he doesn't do what you do or think as you think. There was a time when you didn't know what you know today, right? And so in light of everything that's going around now, you know, people trying to figure out stuff and learn some different things. Some people, like you say, they just don't know. Yeah. They just don't know. Yeah, you don't know and, what you don't know. And when you were, were you an adult though, you figure that you, by the time you get to 45, you would at least know this, right? But the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. We all come up on the different trees, but BTG Nation, we back in the stool, we back in the stool, we back in the stool. You guys know what it is. Who Mountain Dubai, Who Mountain DXB, Who Mountain AE. Make sure you leave reviews for us. Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, on all those things. Drop a review. Let the people know that we're worth listening to and let's keep building, man. Hey, and respond good or bad, just respectful. Yeah, yeah. We and we still gonna lock in. YouTube, lock in with us. BTG Nation, you know what it is. Keep it real, keep it simple, and keep going. Player and coach, the brother, the brother. They both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events, to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk. Gotta tune in, you already know, G. This BTG Nation and you wanted the homies. Just tune in, you already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.